0: Welcome to episode 31 of RJ Bell's Dream Preview MLB Edition. My name is Taylor Ringle, your host, and my co-host is here, Griffin Warner. And, Griff, we have a jam-packed episode. We're going to start off with recapping our best bets from Monday. We're going to have our first ever Wednesday edition fan questions. You guys are tweeting at us all week, asking us questions. We've got our very first one on this episode, and we encourage you guys to keep, keep at it and really keep on just tweeting at us because we're all also interested as well then of course we'll break down wednesday's card and then at the end of the episode like we always do give our best bets griff give us a little recap an unfortunate recap of our monday best bets
1: yeah, wasn't great. O and two. Seems like we're doing a really nice job of going two and zero, then 0 and two, two and zero, then back to 0 and two. It's a bit of a, a brutal roller coaster, but that is the Major League Baseball season in a nutshell. Uh, I'm pretty, pretty pumped. The two and are tough, and a lot of times we're giving you dogs, so that's a little bit profitable even to go fifty percent. Um, I think averages say we'll probably go one and one in this episode, but I'd love to keep the uh, roller coaster rolling. And go two and zero oh here, especially as we get a little bit different. With is it our third or second Wednesday episode? Big big news for uh, the MLB edition. This is number two, um, and I'm looking forward to our new segment right in the middle. Um, other than that, you know, I'm what What do you got for me, Taylor? Where do you want to go next?
0: I'll just say something real quick, and then I'll give you. We'll give uh, the kids a couple promos. But the Giants, I really had a faith in them. Minus 178 on July 4th. I really really had a feeling that after getting swept at home against the White Sox, Carlos Rodon would come up clutch against Madison Bumgarner. And the D-backs at home really did not live up to that hype whatsoever. Uh, The Giants just can't score runs. Uh, Griff, give us a little feedback from what you have to say about your uh, your White Sox.
1: Yeah, uh, t- touching on the Giants, not great. Losing three at home to the Chicago White Sox. Uh, and then uh, Carlos Rodon not being able to stop the bleeding in Arizona. No. Um, even worse for the White Sox. Uh, somehow not remembering the rules that when a ball is caught and does not hit the ground or fence <laughs> before it is caught, that you must tag up because – I've now watched this in two White Sox games in the past week where they had Dang awful, good. awful base running mistakes that killed innings that they were going to either take a lead or take a bigger lead. Uh, it reminds me of a game at Sebi Zavala got caught at second base uh, in Anaheim. And uh, just a triple play on a ball that was caught at the fence is just unbelievable to me. Um, And, you know, it's just par for the White Sox course. Johnny Cueto was decent. Two runs in six innings, about all you can ask for from that guy who is walking the world. Um, But, yeah, disappointing best bet because Dylan Bundy, they took him out as soon as they could because he was not doing very well. Uh, But the White Sox couldn't get enough off of him, and I feel like that's the story of the White Sox team this year.
0: Just a weird series for both those teams and now going into – I'm just pissed. I thought I really thought that was going to be a winner. But anyway, let's get into the promos real quick and then we'll get into our brand new segment, our fan segment, fan questions. But first, let's talk about the game center with pregame.com. It is an up to to the second odd screen. You can't watch live scores and odd changes in real time for any other sport, but it's like bringing the sport book. Right to you, but it's even better. The game center will give you the odds and the biggest and best sports books in Las Vegas online and offshore. Do you want to see what teams' totals or specific wagers are betting on? Do you guys want to see that? Well, you can. I do. I know Griff does. You could do that in the pregame.com game center by simply clicking on the, uh, the tab there. Real time money ticket counts are just displayed for every single game. So before you bet, increase your chances of winning, because we always, love, we always love that. use the pregame.com game center today. And lastly, I talk about it every single episode. Griff's here. You guys have stuck out with us from the beginning. You hear it every episode. Have you guys been, have you guys yet to be signed up on Pregame.com? Because if you haven't, you get a little gift. You get a free $25 site purchase just for signing up. Signing up takes 90 seconds. And you can take advantage of being a site member by making and tracking your own picks. You can post your own picks and analysis in our pregame.com forums, which I talk about all the damn time. Draw a following and become a valued member. Sign up today, receive a $25 site credit to purchase premium picks from one of pregame's very own professional handicappers. His name's Griffin Warner. Get your free huh. $25 site credit right now. So, Griff. And I'll
1: take, I'll take the next section. This is going to be our inaugural, uh, our maiden voyage of the, uh, the, fan, the fan episode for I'm Wednesdays. Um, I, you know, it's, it's pretty cool. Tough to really find what to do with most series ending on either Wednesday or Thursday. So, um, figured we'd give the uh, spotlight to our loyal listeners. We appreciate you hitting us up on Twitter. Uh, DMs, sliding in DMs, whether you're trying to hook up with me or just trying to ask me to cover a segment, oh, I'm down for whatever what you want. Is,
0: oh, my God.
1: Um, uh, and then, unfortunately, <laughs> my co-host is freaking out over here. I don't think that was that extreme. But anyway, no, it was. Uh, thank you for, I got a lot of messages myself. I know you did too, Taylor, about adding some props to our show. It's a little difficult to do because we're recording this the night before and usually props come out on game day. But we'll be looking into that. Uh, got another good question about futures as well, um, which I tried to pull up before the show. And unfortunately, everywhere I looked, they were down. But that's definitely a piece we'll add for future shows. But I did get one pretty good question, I think from a a, a gentleman named Benjamin who slid in my DMs, BC Terzini on Twitter. Thank you for your, uh, for I guess, following along with us and for sending something in because it gives me something to talk about. And you're curious about, how to attack different markets besides the sides and totals that we mentioned. And usually this, this podcast does skew towards sides quite a bit. Um, but there's plenty of other markets that you can get down in, in in baseball. Totals, as we mentioned, in each game that we go through. But also run lines, team totals, first five, no runs, first inning. And these are all things that you mentioned. Um, for totals, I used to work pretty hard on those in the past. That was my first real way I got into baseball betting, and I think a lot of it was actually studying umpires and seeing what strike zones, because Taylor might know this, Doug Eddings is always the best best under umpire out there. It would call strike that could be in the opposing hitters, uh, batter's box. That's happening more and more nowadays, but there's such a, I think, a, a new system that's based on Technology. And it sounds like we're going to robo-umps in, in two years, which sounds great. Can't wait. First thing Manfred ever did that went the right way. Um, but so that's a big deal is, is knowing what umpire you're throwing to. Uh, I think a big part of, of baseball betting in general is really handicapping who's available in bullpens because there's nothing like hanging on for an under with half a run in your pocket and then just seeing yeah. um, one of the position players coming out because that's a new thing these days. Um, in terms of run lines I mean so that's that's another way if, if you're a lot of times trying to save some juice and I, I know Taylor and, and I have have been pretty high on the daughter so far this year and I feel like they're so prohibitively expensive that sometimes they have to win by two runs when you're laying one and a half but um, there are also some other ways to do it to lay only a single run where you end up pushing um, if they win the game uh, by that minimum amount but that's a little bit more complicated and probably a little bit two in the weeds in the math world uh, that, that uh, I don't want anyone to call me a nerd in my DMs. Um, and then uh, team totals, you're looking probably at trying to figure out um, if you're an away team especially, you're guaranteed nine at-bats. It's pretty important where home teams also for run lines and team totals, very good chance that you're only getting eight, and that does play a part. But if, if you like a road team, you know they're batting nine times. That's pretty important. Uh, as for first five, I think first five inning bets – First half bets is another way to call it. Um, you're essentially trying to avoid bullpens of that sort of thing, but the juice is pretty heavy usually, and you're not the first person that's trying to avoid a bad bullpen with a good starting pitcher. Uh, and then no run first inning. It's I, I think Taylor can break that down for us. No run first inning. What what happens there, Taylor?
0: Well, I'll say something with this, and I like the first half. Oh, go ahead. Bets yeah, as well, please. so um, yeah, the no run first always scares me for some weird reason, because you really have to look into that top, of the lineup that the first four, I know the first three is usually that's a top. That's the, you know, you get three outs in the inning, but I usually look really look one through four and maybe even also one through five. It's very, it, you can, you can have a, uh, a successful no run first. You're facing like a weak lineup, but any given Sunday, uh, uh, somebody's got a lead off home run or, Uh, you know, a double round out to the, you know, the the other side. And then a sack fly scores a run. You always hate those kind of things. I, you honestly, Griff, for me, I kind of stay away from no run first because of, you got to look into how a pitcher handles the very first inning. Sometimes, sometimes the best starters out there struggle in the first inning. And that's just kind of how it goes. And you have to be careful if you're doing a bullpen game. Those those pitchers that are going for one inning, they're going to give you everything they got for that one inning, and that could be kind of hard. And that could be a a better bet for no run first. But for the first half bets, I love those because you really got to look at who that starting pitcher is. If we're going to go Blake Snell in a game, no run, you know, first, you know, first half, like that's I don't know if I'm going to do that, but he usually goes four or five innings. You know, but it's about. I think what you you mentioned before, Griff, which I thought was really important. The umpires are huge, and you know, I you don't. I don't think a lot of people talk about that how important it is when you're betting on games uh, of uh, over unders, and see what you know. Some of the history of certain umpires are. It's very important. Stadiums are also extremely important. Hitters' ballparks, pitchers' ballparks. You got to also look in, which Griff loves to talk about every single episode, is bullpens. It's extremely important as well. That's nothing like nothing to joke around about. I know that might have been a joke to Griff, but that is extremely important when you're going to be betting on first halves or you're going to bet on run lines. Those are things you need to look into. And also, just kind of what I talk about quite often is pitchers' histories. If, you know, Ver- oh, this is just an example, but I don't know if this is true. Verlander hall of fame pitcher for some weird reason this isn't this isn't real i don't know if it is but example verlander is a hall of fame pitcher which he is and he cannot he cannot beat the angels weirdly enough that's something to look into like you got to look into the history even if uh he struggled against this one team 3 years ago it's something to look into because you got to look into the psyche of, of of a starting pitcher sometimes they'll remember that starting that that uh, game against said team that happened four years ago, and he got rocked, and he lasted three innings. Those are things you got to look into, and some people might think that's a little like overanalyzing. I don't think so. I'll, you know, being a guy who played baseball in college and worked for a major league team, being around guys and learning a little bit more about the professional side of it. You know, collegially and minor leagues, I know a little bit more, but you know, working around professional ballplayers. These are the things they have to think about, and if you face a if like a hitter faced like Rossi Iglesias two years ago, you know for sure that hitters should go back into the the video room, watch that back from two years ago, and see what he's doing now. So history and data like that is very important when you're playing, and also when you're betting.
1: Yeah, I like big bullpens, and I cannot lie. Um, oh, you were waiting what for that do, one. You were waiting for that. What I'll do that. next – well, I've been sitting here for a while. I, I did oh, go – Oh, I was and just saying. Wax, I was no, no. I did go wax poetic for a while, so it, it's fair. I think just to close this one off as we get into our uh, game-by-game uh, push for each of these games as Xander Bogarts hits a home run to center field, very important for your boy. Um, I will say if you're playing totals in this type of marketplace where there are these things called ghost runners that come out in extra innings – There are a lot of under, so under is not really, I mean, you can make money betting unders. Yes. I would not suggest watching because they are the worst types of beats you can ever take. These ghost runner inventions are absolutely ridiculous. They're unearned runs. They don't matter, except they do, and they can really hurt you, especially in total. So I think if you're playing unders in the year of our Lord, 2022, you're doing first half unders is the way I would describe it. At least until there's enough of adjustment, um, as you'll see in some other sports, like NBA lines in the first half are crazy, for example, because they're certain, they're bet a certain way. But um, that's just how I'll do it. Also, um, one thing you mentioned about the first inning, that's when the only time that a, a manager gets to set his lineup card. And that's, there's a lot of runs that are scored in the ninth and first innings. I think those are the two most prevalent in runs scored. So that'll be our, I guess, conclusion to our fan section for this part of. Wednesday's episode. Thank you for that great question. Keep tweeting uh, us. Benjamin, BC Terzini, thank you so much. We'll keep shouting people out as they come in. Uh, if you're if you're on the good list, we'll, we'll make sure. I mean, feel free to send hate our way too. I, I, like, I like both uh, when I wake up in the morning. But um, from here, we'll move on, give our best bets, end of show. Uh, also have another promo to, to grant all these people, wonderful people that are listening to us and submitting things. But for Wednesday's card, we'll go and we'll start in Milwaukee with... An early game, Adrian Sampson at Corbin Burns. Corbin Burns, unsurprisingly, a monstrous favorite. Mine is 215 right now. Might even be a little lower than I was expecting, actually. Um, and he's uh, my co-host, Taylor Ringgold's uh, Cy Young pick, even though he did win it last year. Not the most original guy, but, you know, it is what it is. Um, are you worried about the, the Cubs getting to Adrian Sampson? Or, excuse me, to Corbin Burns, behind Adrian Sampson.
0: Well, in the beginning of the year, the Cubs kind of jumped on Corbin Burns. It was like the first week. was a little nervous. I was like, what the hell is going on? And then I calmed down. I was like, all right, that was week one. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna be I'm gonna be okay with how Palmer is gonna be facing the cubbies. Uh, you know, look, hater blew a save. It happens. Sase Suzuki inside the park home run was absolutely amazing to watch. It doesn't happen that often when a hater blows his seat. It just doesn't happen. So, anyway, with that, Corbin Burns is going to have a nice day. He's going to continue his dominant season, keeping that ERA nice and low, keeping the strikeouts high. You know what? When we talk about props, I, I like strikeout props for some reason. They-, they attract me. Didn't work last night for your boy with Carlos Rodon. But, anyway, mm, mm. Um, besides that, I have st- – I do have a little success over the past year or so with strikeout props. That's something I like to do. Maybe you might see a lot of strikeouts from Corbin Burns in this game. This is a swinging, really, really free swinging team. Uh, I think uh, Patrick Wisdom led the lead in strikeouts last year, so you you might have uh, a nice strikeout game for Corbin Burns.
1: Yeah, Patrick Wisdom was trying to bunt last night with men on first and second. That made me want to vomit. He did then try a double play, but um, I think I think from where I sit. And, and forgot to mention the total. We got eight runs in this game. Um, good if you get some ghost runners late, but I'm not sure they're going to be available because Milwaukee should win this game. And I feel like their bullpen is, I just don't know if, if you back the Cubs here. So you need Adrian Sampson to outpitch Corbin Burns, and then you need their bullpen to hold it. I just don't know that either of those things are likely to happen. Uh, we'll go next to Cincinnati, New York Mets, David Peterson coming, I believe off the birth of his child coming back to the team um, and visiting Graham Grant Grant Ashcraft something like that he yep. throws hard he throws a really hard cutter um, or sinker or something gets a lot of weak contact but not a lot of strikeouts and for that reason David Peterson who's got a nasty slider all of a sudden he's a minus 159 favorite over under his nine and a half um, I'm very interested in backing David Peterson uh, and having a lot of fantasy teams and I expect he will have a good outing here.
0: His last outing had a season high and I think a career high in strikeouts in the outing. He had ten Ks in his last start. David Peterson is really giving Buck Showalter and that rest of that managerial staff a hard decision of whether or not they want to keep him in the rotation or not when the two boys, the big dogs are back. in and ground. we're talking about. And is looking quite nice in the minor leagues, if I don't say so myself. But, yes, I think coming off the birth of his kid, I think this is going to be a nice start for Peterson, a great start before. I think he's has got have a very nice start against a struggling Cincinnati Reds roster.
1: Yeah, his uh, his slider is supposedly uh, a new had its own coming out party now, and it's been really dominant. I don't know if that's something we would expect to happen forever, but um, certainly riding it while, while it's here and while it's in play. Uh, next, we'll go to Washington at Philly. Uh, Josiah Gray at Aaron Nola. Um, don't have a line at Bet Online, but it looks like Aaron Nola a, a two dollar favorite, minus two hundred five. runners eight and a half at DraftKings, so we'll use that for now. Um, I worry about Josiah Gray going to that ballpark with his home run tendencies. So that's probably a stay away for me, especially with how well Aaron Knowles has been pitching.
0: Yeah, this is another uh, Josiah Gray appearance on the pod. If you'd like He's on every single week. Well, now yeah. we do
1: three episodes a week. So, you know, we got a lot more opportunity to run into, uh, to. oh my gosh, like, Chad I'll Cole. Think of everybody.
0: Chad cool. Flexin, Gray. We see those guys. Um, Sometimes this is another Otani. We'll talk about Otani towards the end of the show. We'll get him another appearance there. But uh, yeah. Ross Stripling. Ross Stripling, your boy, Lance Lynn yeah. again. Oh, my God. Yeah. This guy cannot get away from me. Uh, Yeah, I think Aaron Oll's have a nice outing against the last place Nationals. So, yeah, keep it keep going, Ola.
1: Next we'll go St. Louis at Atlanta, which should be a pretty good series. Been pretty competitive so far. I think they finished the game at 1:03 Eastern Time last night after a two and a half hour rain delay. Uh, still had a Fourth of July singer there. Uh, she didn't look very happy, but um, we'll go 14. to Miles Michaelis at Max Freed. I mean, celebrating the big day, but I guess uh, former American Idol contestant didn't want to hang around for a three hour rain delay. Um Max Free currently minus 185 at home hosting Miles Michaelis and over under eight and a half. Uh this looks like a time where Miles Michaelis, the uh the train might fall off the tracks because he's gonna throw a lot of fastballs and the Braves hit fastballs and hit things over the wall very often.
0: I like max in this matchup don't get me wrong it's a great pitching matchup but by the way it's probably i'm looking at this yeah it's probably the best one for uh for wednesday's card but minus 185 i thought it'd be maybe more around like maybe minus 170 i, I think you know michaelis is a good pitcher he's had some really good outings this year the cardinals have a ridiculous lineup as well but We've mentioned before on this pod that Max Fried I think is one of the more underrated pitchers in the entire league. I don't think it gets a lot of love. You know, it does suck when you have two aces on one roster with the Mets and Scherzer and DeGrom in that same division. So I, I think, and also Sandy Alcantara and also Pablo Lopez in that, that division as well. So it's a stacked pitching rotations, stacked pitchers in that uh, division, but Max Fried's going to have himself a day. I know, you know, I probably won't be seeing Nolan Gorman on in the lineup. I don't think so. For because nothing, Nolan Gorman is the one who strikes struggles against lefties. Am I correct? Yeah, they pinch hit Albert Pujols for him last night in
1: true brain dead fashion. But if they're not going to let the guy that just hits a home run or is a threat to the home run every time he steps to the plate, they're if they're going to choose Albert Pujols, I, I just like I'm sorry. Uh, that analytics are not right. There are no analytics that support that. I know he's a, a a cult hero in St. Louis, but like, I agree.
0: I we think can't, you, you, you can't
1: keep doing this. You got to let
0: the kid play. You, gotta, has to, you have to let Nolan Gorman work through the struggles in his rookie year against lefties and against one of the better lefties in the whole league. And also I think in this lineup, let's not, you know, I know the Cardinals are a good team and All the Braves are a really good team. And Max Fried's one of the better pitchers, but guys, the guys who love hitting lefties more than anybody on that roster. And maybe in the bigs is Goldschmidt and Arenado. Crush lefties, crush lefties. So that's something to look into when you're going to be watching this game and also betting on this game.
1: Yeah, um, I was looking for some better pitching matchups. And, you know, there are some ugly ones for normal baseball. So we'll, well, I'll let you know when I find a better one. Uh, Alex Cobb now is visiting Merrill Kelly. San Francisco Giants who have lost at least four games in a row. Not looking great. Um, and I got to say, I'm starting to feel like I'm on the other side of the Alex Cobb boat now. Uh, currently he is a minus minus one twenty-two favorite on the road, uh, over under his nine Merrill Kelly's been pretty good. Um, got a pretty good win. Uh, I think for you on Friday, I want to say is the best bet. Um, I wish I had pulled the trigger. I didn't bet them, but meant to, um, not sure why that happened, but add it to the list of mistakes by your boy. Uh, I just feel like Alex Cobb is, uh. That extra velocity. I mean, he's still always so injured, and you never know when he's going to make it out of an inning, or if he will, if or if he won't.
0: Merrill Kelly, man, why aren't they giving him love? I don't get it. I don't know. I don't get it. The Giants are on a on a bad losing streak right now. Let me just double check the losing streak here. It it's is five game losing streak. Two of their last eight. Ain't looking good. Not they're nine and a half back from the Dodgers. I don't understand why Merrill Kelly isn't the favorite in this game. So that's something I'm gonna I'm gonna look at maybe oh. a little later <clears> in the <throat> show, Griff. Oh, okay.
1: Well, I guess I'll I'll know now that I have to go somewhere else with that. But I don't know. I might be going
0: uh, somewhere else too. Who knows? But we'll we'll see how it goes.
1: Uh Colorado then is is gonna be in Los Angeles for the Dodgers version of Los Angeles. No starter for Colorado currently. Doncelin likely gonna improve his record. We'll move to the, oh, Yeah, I mean, that looks like 11-0 right there. We'll move to uh, Cleveland at Detroit, early matinee, Shane Bieber at Michael Pineda. Uh, Currently Bieber minus 163 road favorite, uh, over under 7.5. And And, uh, there's not a lot of respect for the Detroit lineup here, and I think that's deserved.
0: Yeah, I I think when it comes to the Guardians' as overall team, I, I think we've said this before. They are. I I want to maybe state it now. July fifth, dark horse team. I know they're like a bad news Whoa. bear kind of team. They're they're a weird bunch. It's a weird team. You know we all we all know Jose Ramirez is a top ten player when he's on his game, which he is now. The rotation does its job when it can. You know Mackenzie's and Bieber and uh, please Zach. I think this team overall is kind of becoming like a dark horse in the american league central but when it comes to this game overall i mean they're in the race they so are but it's just like I they're 40 and 38 they're 40 and 38 though like that's just not that's not a first place record of course but that's just the division that they're in but i uh in this game in particular though you know Bieber's might have himself a nice day bracket up maybe he'll hit 100 strikeouts this year he has 93 right now I just, so. I mean, it's funny that he's on 93
1: strikeouts because he can't throw 93 miles per hour anymore.
0: But, hey, dude, speed um, speed gets it done. But, you know, if you can mix your breaking balls and kind of mix that speed with whatever you're throwing, 91, 92, it gets the job done. It, it's just not a good sign when he's not able to throw the ball
1: past people because then I think he's just so slider reliant that's going to be hard to do. But it's working so far. He's been really good. Um, I'm almost trading for him in fantasy, so I guess I'm – I believe, her. all of a sudden. Next, we'll go Minnesota, who is stretching out that lead now to three and a half games in the Central. Uh, Joe Ryan at Lance Lynn, your guy. Uh, Lance Lynn is actually an underdog right now. So, Joe Ryan minus 108 on the road as a favorite, over-under eight and a half. And I think that's because the White Sox have been so bad, um, to say the least. And I think it's pretty deserved at this point that they are underdogs at home. I mean, it's basically pick them. But Joe Ryan hasn't been great. His fastball his doesn't have a lot of velocity, speaking of that, but he seems to throw it above people's bats, which is a big skill in today's Major League Baseball. Um, what do you think about this one?
0: Lance Lynn was, I, I you know, got his nice start of the year after struggling in his last three starts, goes six strong innings, allowing three hits, five Ks against a giant team that is, is competitive. They are a good team. But that giant team was struggling, and Lance Lynn caught him at the right time. I don't know if I can back him, though, in this game. Joe Ryan, yeah, so against the Orioles, but it was an impressive game for a guy who really doesn't go distance-wise. He only, he's only gone seven innings, I think, once this year, and it was against the Tigers, who let up one hit and nine strikeouts. His last he struck out seven, just one earned run. I like Joe Ryan. I like the Twins in this in this matchup. The Twinkies might have themselves a nice series in Chicago against the White Sox.
1: I mean, got off to a good start, beating my best that last night. Um, I I don't know. Joe Ryan was so good last year. And I, I wouldn't be surprised if we hear that he's had like a really bad time with COVID because he missed a lot of time. And I wonder how much that's affected him because uh, it gets certain people certain ways. I know it really messed up Eduardo Rodriguez, speaking of. Uh, next we'll go Toronto at Oakland, Jose Barrios at James Caprillion. Looks like Barrios is a minus 171 road favorite over under his eight. And the Jays uh, felt as a big favorite last night with Manoa. That was pretty surprising. Um, I, I don't really feel like I feel good
0: about it, the double-A athletics, though. Isn't it nuts when you have two guys who have mid-five ERAs and Jose Barrios is this much of a favorite in this game. Barrios, I, I've said it before. I've said it again. This guy has just had a really down year for who he really is. He is a big-time move for the Toronto Blue Jays to get him in a trade last year and then sign him on a long-term deal. It's a smart move for the Blue Jays you know, going forward. This is not the typical Barrios. And when you're betting on Barrios this year, if you start betting on him throughout the rest of the season – but the 5'7 TRA is not who he is. He has a big time, big time slider, which is one of the best sliders in baseball. Um, I, I really want to be confident in him in this matchup. Maybe this is maybe this is the start for him to maybe put him in the right direction against a, as Griffin calls the Double A Athletic roster. There, I mean, if he doesn't
1: do it here, he's never going to do it. So we'll see. Um, right. About the best park you could pitch in um, besides the Polo Grounds. Next, we'll go Texas <laughs> at Baltimore. Uh, 1-800-Glenn-Otto at the uh, Spencer Watkins. I don't know why I gave him a V, but anyway. uh, Otto is currently a minus-111 road favorite, so that's a little bit of respect. Uh, And over-under is nine. I feel like the Orioles, they've been a team that I want to back, and I don't think I've done it yet this year, uh, much to my dismay, because I feel like they win a lot of games. I think about betting them, and then I don't do it. Uh, I don't know that Texas deserves necessarily to be a favorite there, but um, I think if you're back in the Orioles, you're really hoping that really strong bullpen, which they haven't traded anybody away just yet, you're hoping for a tight game late,
0: and that seems possible here. I don't. First of all, shout out Glenn Auto, another uh, podcast appearance again, and the one eight hundred Auto. Love that Griff. Every episode, got to do it. <laughs> I like. I feel like I like Spencer Watkins in this start. I don't know why. I think Glenn Auto is uh, really bad. I really I really think he's not great. He's not a great pitcher. They all they have the same amount of wins, both these teams. And you the rangers have more talent, I'd say uh, t- for the beginning of the season. They spend a lot more, that's they for sure. Spend a lot of more for sure. But I, I I said it before, this Orioles lineup is is a little little uh stealthy. Like, I do like how they have a lot of prospects going forward the next few years who are gonna play consistently, Rutschman and Mount Castle and you know, uh, Mullins, uh, maybe Santander might get traded within the next few weeks. Who knows? That's kind of a rumor that's been going around, but um, I might like the road. I'm sorry, the home Orioles here. Mm, yeah,
1: I, I feel like, I mean, home dogs are hard to look the other way, at least for me. I feel like I have an addiction. It's to either big bullpens or, or home dogs. Uh, next we'll go Tampa at Boston, Corey Kluver at a man named bellow. Is it brian Bello? he's a That's big, big time
0: big time prospect for them
1: big big yeah prospect. and he's getting a lot of love uh brian bellow minus 126 home favorite Woo. um on pace to close as a higher favorite than nick pavetta tonight who uh of course started the game off with three earned runs in the first inning um but Corey kluber you know i think we know what we're gonna get from him he's solid won't go deep um Can have some bad answers at times, but likely will keep the Rays in it. I just, I have big problems with the Rays right now because they feel like a team that has survived on spending so little on their team that they, and they have had so much success that I feel like they've fallen in love with their situation, their style. And I feel like they just aren't the same quality, uh, bullpen. They aren't the same quality defense. They aren't the same quality base running. They're just not the same quality that we've seen get to the world series pretty recently. Um, but I got to say, I like fading big-time prospects in their debuts because it's really hard with all that hype to deliver. I know you like fading them.
0: This kid is insane, though. He's minor league. Go ahead. I'll look- Go ahead. Look- Go ahead. Look- I'll- you can take as long as you want. Go ahead. I, I just want to give-, give the kids uh, some uh, info about this Please, kid. I, w- I need this info because sure. it might come up end of show. Okay, so this year in the minor leagues, he has been bounced around from double-A, and now he's in triple-A now, and now he's in the show. So he is 10-4 and on the year in the minor leagues, a 2-3-3 RA in 85 innings, 114 strikeouts. Uh, I'm seeing here that he's only gone the distance. He's only went seven innings twice this season, Uh, double-digit strikeouts, three out of his, uh, I think that's 15 games started, so... It, I think it's something to look into pitch counts. Uh, I'm just trying to think here. Uh, pitch counts, you know, that he's, he's going when he's pitching, he's throwing high. He's thrown between 85 and hundred in majority of his starts here. 85 to like about 97. Brian Bellows, heavy fastball, nice breaking ball. He is a young kid though. He is young. 23 years out of, out of the Dominican Republic. The Red Sox have been talking with this kid for years now. And, I think this might be a really good call up for the Red Sox right now with how inconsistent their pitching has been. I don't know where he might be a starter for the remainder of the season. Will he go in the pen to help that bullpen out? Who knows? But in this start against Corey Kluber, who doesn't really go the distance too often, and the Rays do have a decent bullpen. It's okay. But, you know, uh, my co host, your Griffin, really broke down how inconsistent the Rays have been all year long. I do like the Red Sox here. I like this kid. Maybe maybe you can go five strong innings and maybe get the W here.
1: Yeah, and then you get into the Red Sox bullpen, which is a
0: big concern. I'm scared about that. But, I, I understand. I understand by but, that. The lineup but, of the Red Sox is good, though.
1: Lineup is good. Devers is the day off. Probably means he's in there tomorrow. Uh, and I got to say, the um, Tanner Huff moving to the bullpen has solidified them and, and basically made them worthy of a play for me tonight. So we'll see how that ends in, in tears but um, I, I think from where I sit I'm worried about the uh, the debut and uh, if he goes five innings I'm, I'm definitely worried about how they get the ball to Tanner half in the ninth but um, the Red Sox I mean sneaking up on everybody I mean I don't know if we've done a podcast where they're in second place in the AL East because they're ahead lineup. of the Blue Jays Yeah, they're ahead of the Rays I mean it's all pretty close and they're all years behind the Yankees which I'm sure you love hearing but i kind of surprised to see the Red Sox up there, especially because <laughs> they probably have four or five more wins if they had a capable bullpen, but they just don't spend money anymore. Fenway Sports Group, it all goes to Liverpool.
0: All goes to Liverpool. All it does. Uh, but, you know, the Red Sox lineup is, is filthy. It's really, really good with Devers and Bogarts and J.D. Martinez is having a great year. Uh, story. I, I He had that really crazy week. He had. I think he's oh, still yeah. hitting pretty well. I don't know the batting average. Last time I checked, was kind of low. Hit a home run tonight, actually. Well, there you go. I'm not looking at the, the live scores right now, but yeah, the Red Sox are going to be a, a weird team going throughout the rest of the season. They're in second place. I don't think they're going to stay there for too long. I think the bullpen is going to what? It's going to screw them for the remainder of the season. Hopefully for tonight's or for sorry tomorrow's game. Against the race, the bullpen holds up because I really talked a lot of hype about this kid, Bellow. So hopefully he can do well against the a race lineup that really I mean, I mean, you'll, of you'll be off.
1: The, you'll be off the hook if he goes shut out and the bullpen blows it. though. So I don't think you have too much to worry about there. Uh, next, we'll go to Kansas City at Houston. Brad Keller and that slider sinker combination, which it's either seven innings shut out or it's uh, going to get teed off on. And he's facing Christian Javier, who the Royals bats might not even hit a ball out of the out of the catcher's glove tomorrow. Uh he's I mean, would you take him for speaking of strikeout props? Can you make it nine and a half? Um for yeah, a right? converted reliever. Uh currently Javier minus 241, over-unders eight and a half. Um, I don't see any reason to back the
0: royals here. No, I'm definitely not. I'm just trying to look up uh his strikeout totals the last few weeks. All right, kids. 13, 13, 14. 14 so he's done uh, on May 20th and the 25th, struck out nine back-to-back starts, struck out seven against the Rangers on June 13th, June 25th, struck out 13, that combined no-hitter against the Yankees, and then the Angels lineup, which isn't a pushover lineup with Trout and Ohtani and Jared Walsh, mm-hmm. not a bad mm-hmm. lineup, struck out 14. Yeah. So maybe a maybe high strikeout total would be a, a nice thing to look at, Um I if we had,
1: right. if we had the props available, like we, we had us, the props.
0: I know, everyone, and look, yeah, for, yeah, for everyone to understand, ninety nine percent of these episodes are recorded the night before because we like dropping it out bright and early or even late in the night when we record. So we record on a Tuesday. Sometimes it comes out Tuesday at like eleven o'clock midnight, or and sometimes it comes out the very next day. But we like doing this pre recorded. But I think a kind of obvious thing because I think we've mentioned that a few times. But that's one of the reasons why props are going to be kind of tough for us. But as Griff said, if we had the props, we'd be talking about those. But we're kind of just throwing off giving our opinion right now. But yeah, the New York Royals might have a real tough time against Javier. Yeah, it's going to be a monster number anyway. Uh, next, monster. we'll go to Interleague Otani,
1: uh, who's pitching in this one at Trevor Rogers in Miami. Otani currently minus one fifty three road favorite over under is 7 so not a lot of runs going to be scored there. Otani was so good against the White Sox. I, I was against him and and he bailed out and survived a bunch of situations that I don't think he really deserved to, but did, maybe you could say that's a White Sox thing, but I was pretty impressed by Shohei because he was like first pitch slider all night and that's like confusing to me. You don't see that a lot, but when you can paint, he also likes high sliders. I have a bad feeling that Miami's not going to be able to touch him. And there's enough that I'm worried about with Trevor Rogers that I don't think that I'll make this my best bet, though I was thinking about it.
0: Back-to-back great starts out of Otani. Actually, three starts, four starts in a row, actually, of solid outings. But the back-to-back starts of double-digit strikeouts, 13 against the Royals, and then like my co-host just alluded to, 11 Ks against the Chicago White Sox. Trevor Rogers is really having a struggle this season after a really great rookie campaign. Otani might have himself a another double digit night and Otani just hit over the century mark in strikeouts. The ERA is around two six eight. I got to look up his offensive stats, but I want to say, yeah, well, I, I'd say you know, Otani's having a good year offensively. 18 home runs, 51 RBIs, betting two sixty two, higher average in last year's MVP year. Pitching, he's I think he's pitching better than he is hitting. I don't know if you can maybe add anything to that, Griff, but um, uh,
1: I mean, in terms of from a betting perspective, I think he's worth more to that lineup than he. Eh, I mean, it's hard to say because all he does would, would start when he's out there. I mean, he's 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 rated and they are um, they are rated like a good team when he's pitching, and I don't agree with that, as I think you probably know, and anyone who's been following me especially if you've been watching my picks. I think I've been betting more days against the angels than not over the past two weeks. Um, and every second I keep talking about that, I think I might actually come back to Miami in a little bit, but we'll see. Hey, stay tuned for best bets. That's what we call a tease. Next we'll go with the Yankees, uh, at the pirates. We severino visiting Mitch Keller, no number on this one, but I'm guessing it's probably in the $2 favorite range. Um, for Luis Marino. so give give us your, your take on what you expect out of him because
0: this shouldn't be too tough of a lineup unless O'Neill Cruz launches another Cruz missile. He is electric to watch, throwing 96 from short, hitting 430 foot bombs, uh, running the bases like an actual animal. He's killing it, but I think he might have a real wake up call in this series of what major league pitching looks like because this is the Yankees are surprisingly extremely good in the rotation. That's been a thing for years has been they have two good starters. It's Cole and Severino in the playoffs, and then we'll kind of work from there. Montgomery, whatever. But when it comes to this start, Severino's going to have a nice outing. Uh, I do have to say one thing in general from the weekend, Griff. No July 4th Yankee game. What kind of scheduling are they doing out there? Every team played on July 4th. I mean, maybe I'll cut on wrong on that, but not having the Yankees, uh, America's team, not playing. Uh, kind of bugged me, but cause I want to like, I yeah. like watching the Yankees on, on July 4th. I had to watch the Met game in my uncle's house in the Hamptons. I had to watch the Mets all weekend long, but besides <laughs> tough, that,
1: tough, tough, tough life, tough life for you, you know, I know. God, God forbid, was me. the was most me. expensive place in probably the world that isn't Monaco at this time of year. But yes, I would agree. Uh, anytime you want to talk, you know what about Rob Manfred, I am in. And with that said, <laughs> that'll be our nice cutaway into, uh, promo code 20% off for listeners of this podcast. You can use anywhere on the pregame website. Uh, you can do it to buy my picks. If you want to see what comes out overnight and figure out what lines you want to see flicker on your screen in the game center, uh, just use the code BASES20, s BASES, BASES, plural, 20, and you get 20% off uh, any, pre- any purchases on the pregame website. Uh, with that said, we've now come to the best bet portion of the show. Uh, and I'm going to toss it over to Taylor Ringgold to see who he wants to take. If he doesn't take the one I was thinking, I'll take that one. If not,
0: I might be in Miami. Oh, I am torn. Uh, everyone understanding here, we don't pick these before show. It is right on the show. So that's why I'm kind of in a um, stance. We're doing here. it live. We're, yes, right. As Bill O'Reilly once said, we're doing it live. I'm going to go again Oh, nope, I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it because I do it all the freaking time. I say this, this guy's name all the time. I'm not going to do it. I'm going to do something different. I'm going to take – um, you know what? Screw it. I'm going to go. I talked way too much about him. I hyped him up. Oh. I am money where my mouth is. I'm taking the rookie Brian Bello against the Tampa Bay Rays minus 126 home favorites. There we
1: go. Okay, so you have the Red Sox minus one twenty six on a debut. I lean against it, but uh, the Rays have plenty of problems. And thank you, you gracious co-hosts of mine, allowing me to avoid the Miami Marlins. And so I will take Merrill Kelly, a one twelve underdog You're at welcome. home to Alex Cobb. I just unfortunately I feel like I need to write up some divorce papers for this one, Alex Cobb and I, uh, with a little broken heart emoji. Uh, we'll get the interns on that. Uh, but that'll be my best bet, and that's what we got. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter, the real underscore G Warner. Please, 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 either DM me, uh, slide in there if you want, or uh, or or just at Taylor or myself, and send us some ideas for what you want us to cover on on Wednesday's podcast. We know the the props are big. I think we're going to look for some futures as Thor just gives up a bomb to Brian De La Cruz, um, and I'll I'll give this a Taylor and let him uh, close us out.
0: You guys can follow me at Taylor Ringold, T-A-Y-L-O-R-R-I-N-G-O-L-D, like Griffin just mentioned. Tweet at us, tweet at Griff, tweet at me. You can put us in the DMs or tweet right at us where the public can see. We kind of like that too. Let us know every Wednesday. Fan questions. We will get to them. And also tweet at us your your uh your your bets. Let us know what you're betting on. Let us know if you're liking our best bets. We will all the feedback. And not only that, we love hearing from uh, the fan question side of it. And I do want to see before we go, Griff, you're welcome. Cause that's exactly who I wanted to take. I wanted Merrill Kelly, but I picked them like three times this year and on the show, I'm going to go somewhere else, but you're teamwork. welcome. Teamwork, baby. teamwork Thank makes you. the dream work. You're welcome. Um, So that's it. Great Wednesday episode. We'll catch you guys on Friday with the best bets, fan questions, all the promos in the world. We will catch you guys for a weekend series spotlight and Friday's card on Friday's episode. See you guys then.